Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, dishing out tips and tricks on mindset, money, marketing, and media for your life and business, and where we talk to women about how they found their sweet spot. Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. I'm your host, Marsha Guerriere, and on today's episode, we'll be talking with Simone Robinson-Ross. She is a best-selling author, mentor, and designer, and she is also an educator. I can't wait to get into some conversations with her right now during this time. Y'all know I need some help. Hello, somebody. Anyway, you guys know how I like to start off each show is by giving you a little tips and tricks I've learned along the way in this entrepreneurial game. And today's tip is all about the mindset for you and your business. Today's tip is basically do something bold. Failures in business are opportunities for success. If you don't fail at one point in your life, how will you know when you're experiencing that euphoria feeling of success? True success comes after learning from your failures. As a result of me failing, you'll, or even you failing, you'll be able to make right choices. I'm certainly not a perfect person, although I'd like to think I am. Hello. I have made mistakes and as an entrepreneur and a small business owner and a mom and a friend and a daughter, I've made some mistakes and I sure uh, know that as long as I have breath, I will continue to make some, but I am going to continue to celebrate them so that I could learn from them and succeed even more. I've learned from them and became even more successful. You can build that same success mindset if you believe that failures can help you succeed. All right, guys, that was my tip of the day. All right, we're going to take a really quick break and be right back with today's guest, Simone Robinson Boss best-selling author, mentor, and designer, and educator to the children. We'll be right back. Her Sweet Spot is an online community for women influencers, leaders, and small business owners that offer coaching, education, resources, and networking opportunities for those looking to start or grow a business. We are the go-to incubator for success-driven solo CEOs who need their own team of C-suite coaches. Here's where she will find her sweet spot in mindset, money, marketing, and media. To learn more, visit www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com. Welcome back, guys. I am Marsha Guerriere, your host. And, you know, I'm so excited to be bringing you today's guest. You're listening to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, where we bring you amazing guests and content in mindset, money, marketing, and media. So get your pens and paper out because you never know when our guests are going to drop some real ahas and drop the mic on you. So today's special guest, Simone Robinson-Ross, is a daughter, wife, mother, best-selling author, mentor, and designer. 
Simone has worked in the education field for over 20 years in various roles as a teacher, counselor, and mentor, just to name a few. She is also the CEO and founder of Lil Tuck and Tierra's Event Sitter and Entertainment, Inc., as well as several other businesses that empower fellow professionals, event host producers, creative adults and children alike to design their destiny. In everything she does, she strives to provide information, resources, opportunities, and motivation by way of character, business, and community give back. Welcome to the show, Simone. Hello. Thank you, Thank you Marsha. Hey. Hey. I wish I had a um uh, a clap track. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set that up for the show, guys. If you guys are listening, I need my little sound effects. That's like the live studio audience. I love it. Right. I love it. I'm gonna get that going for the next one. But I'm happy to have you on today's show. As Thank I you. mentioned, you are a best-selling author. And full disclosure to all of our listeners, you are an author in the third installment of our Women on the Rise book series called, drumroll please, please share with everyone. Soaring Beyond the Nine to Five. Absolutely. And you're helping women with your chapter to truly soar beyond the nine to five and design their own destinies, right? That's the name of your chapter. Yes, that's correct. Right? And that is really who you've been all your life. In, in education, and you're, you're using your many vast years in education to really uh, thrive as your own personal entrepreneur. Uh, I really want the people to get to know a little bit about you and where, really how you started in education, and let's roll up to the current. Okay. Um, so I came, I came from Jamaica, I migrated from Jamaica my, with my parents. Hey, boop, boop, boop. Hey. You see, I need some tracks. I need some tracks. Did you catch that? Did you We're catch the, um, <laughs> We're going to work on that. <laughs> all right. All right. And, um, my father was a huge advocate for education. You know, that was part of the reason why he left Jamaica and came here. So when everything he did and every decision that was made, it was um, based around education, whether it was in the classroom or just, you know, life, lifelong learning. And so that's always been my driving force. So when I uh, left high school, I went to college and, you know, had some challenges along the way. I didn't uh, stick, stay the course. However, I always, um, made sure that I put myself in positions to continuously learn. So I learned how to start my own businesses and I focused on that for the last few years. You know, I've gotten married, I've had children and continue to grow my businesses and also create more opportunities for myself and for others. Right. And, and being that you're an educator, what better way for you to and working in the school industry, right, in education field, what better way for you to uh, partner those skills that you learned in corporate, you know, in the working, in the workforce, and start your own company, right? So tell us a little bit about your company, Lil Tux and Tiara's Event, Sitter, and Entertainment. 
Okay, so how'd you, how'd you come up with the idea? Tell, oh, tell us about the company and how did you come up with the idea? All right, so um, I'll tell you how I came up with the idea. So when I um, got married and had my son, um, he was a preemie. And I had made a decision that I wanted to be able to stay home with him. I didn't know what challenges lay ahead for him. And so, and thank, you know, knock on wood, there have not been any, but I didn't know what to expect at that point. And I knew that I wanted to be able to stay home with him and also have more time with my daughter. Yeah. So I decided to open up my own childcare uh, business. And so I did that, um, was able to stay home with him and, you know, still have an income. And I believe um, maybe he was six or seven months old and, you know, trusting him with just random people was just not my thing. So right. my daughter, you know, was able to go to one sitter, but he had to go to certain people. And so it just became real inconvenient at the end of a date night or at end of an event to have to make two stops to pick up our kids. And I said to my husband, you know, wouldn't it be great if we just could make one stop or if our kids could go to an event with us and there was someone there to, you know, keep an eye on our kids. And that was, that was the idea. And that literally right. the night that I, those words came out of my mouth, I sat on the computer the entire night, just doing my research. And I, and I took it from there and I haven't stopped since. And in 2008, Little Tux and Tiaras, hashtag LTNT, was born. Excellent. And exactly what product or service you provide from Little Tux and Tiaras, because I know what you do, but share with everyone, it's, it's more than just a sitter. Right? Oh, absolutely. It's, you do absolutely. more than just sitting and, and uh, watching children. You, you're giving them an experience and the educational one at that. So tell us more about uh, the services and did it always start that way or did you found, uh, find that you had to expand and, and grow the business to where it is now? Okay, so I definitely had to grow the business. I think when I started out, I had um, just this idea that, you know, you could just show up to an event and just play with the kids. And that's right. farthest from the truth. So I also wanted to make sure that my business stood out. I did not want to be considered a babysitter or, um, you know, I wanted people to understand that I don't come to your house and babysit your kids. That's not what we do. We are an on-site childcare company. So we dress the part, we, we fit into your event. You know, we needed to make sure that when we showed up at your venue, we were ready for it and we represented you the customer as well because people are paying a lot of money <laughs> to have right. us come to their venue whether it's a corporate event or a wedding um no matter what it is they expect us to you know be a certain way so in the beginning i will admit it was just a matter of coloring and puzzles and you know we showed up and we played and then i realized i needed to step up my game because my clientele was was starting to change and so I needed to change I needed to change right. the way we dressed I needed to change the type of activities and the quality of the activities that we brought to the events and I needed to you know take a look at the staff that I hired for these events can I can I just can I just say like these are the type of nuggets that I tell my listeners to listen out for so you know you had to get into the market space for the need. How you were going to do that, you weren't waiting to figure it out. There's no such thing as perfectionist. There's no better way to learn how to improve than to get started. 
And so you got started, right? And I love that. Um, I love that piece of um, advice and and part of the story that you're sharing is that you started with one way and it's been 12 years now. You've evolved into a major entertainment company, I I guess I would say, (laughs) entertaining children. And and still no, still no competition. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm happy about that. And we are in six different states. So I'm happy about that. You know, I've been able to build relationships with some really uh, prominent planners and venues from here uh, all the way to Virginia, who, you know, we are their preferred vendor when it comes to childcare, we're, we're the trusted ones. And I appreciate that. So, right. So, you know, n- name the state, name the state for me for those listening. Oh, literally from New York straight down to Virginia. So we, we have down, the line. <laughs> down straight down the line. We have sitter teams in New York, New Jersey, the DMV area, uh, Virginia, a uh, very small team in Delaware. Delaware doesn't seem to be big in the event industry yet. Um, right. but we're, we're getting there and we have a uh, team in Philly as well. So with that, if someone was in, let's just say North Carolina or, or Atlanta, which mm-hmm. is, which you haven't reached yet, how, what, what can they do to get little Tucks and Tierras in their state? Is it more, are you franchising now? Have you grown it that big or are you opening up your own teams in those cities? I would look to develop my own team. So if someone called me, you know, for a corporate event um, or, you know, a wedding, whatever type of event in North Carolina or a state that we're not already in, um, Mm -hmm. if it's not something that we could just readily get to, I do then look into expanding the team. So if it's a matter of hiring sitters, I would do interviews, you know, via Skype. Um, background checks. I make sure that they are trained. They have to be CPR, first aid, and AED certified in order to come onto the team. And then I would take it from there. I do, you know, like to use people who I know have already had childcare experience. So early childhood teachers, college students who are early childhood education majors, social workers, those are normally the staff that we hire. Okay. So this is so interesting what you're learning about how you are teaching our listeners how to grow and expand the business beyond your initial market. And I really want to explore some more of this and give the folks some advice at home. But we need to take a quick break and come right back. Simone, would you hang out with me some more? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be right back, guys. You're listening to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. We're here with our guest, Simone. And Simone, you were just talking about how you have expanded your business within the last 12 years from your initial market now down to the states. And you actually have a process that you know you can duplicate in order to expand further. And I think that's such a very important topic and, and um, advice that you could share with people, uh, just really thinking how they too can expand. Because I know so many people that listen, they want to have world domination. They want to go <laughs> global, right? And because of COVID, so we are recording and you're, we're talking now during this um, cr- 
crazy COVID pandemic that struck the entire world. And we basically all had to transition into a virtual uh, um, life, right? Way of yeah. life. And so how some of the processes, just can you just give some two, two tips on what people could do now to start uh, to think about expansion? Um, I think, you, you know, you have to have a real conversation with yourself. Um, make sure that you do have a business that you can expand. Um, you know, some, sometimes we do and, and, and sometimes we honestly just don't, you know, I was, I was a little nervous when I heard that we were going to be shutting down states and, you know, we could not have gatherings because that's what my business is about. You know, if people can't get married or can't, um, or I shouldn't say they can't get married. If they can't have the type of large gathering that they wanted for a wedding or they can't have a conference or things like that, then where does that leave me? You know, so I, I had to now pivot, you know, I, I, that's a word that I kind of keep in my toolbox at all times because in life you have to pivot. And so if you do have a business where you can uh, get creative with it, you have to, you know, really sit and have a conversation with yourself and see what, what problem can you solve even in the midst of being shut down or in, in a quarantine. So it, it really just depends on what your business is. Um, but for exactly. me, like I said, I had to be creative. So again, my business is event sitting. I need to be on site with the children. I need to be physically with children. There, there is no social distancing allowed. So, you right. know, we cater to entertaining kids and keeping the kids busy and, and giving them creative crafts and things like that. So for us, we can't do it physically. We can't do it on site. So now let's do something online. Let's share tips with our, our families and our followers on while the kids are home, how do we keep them busy? You know, maybe sharing some videos with them or sharing, you know, putting things on my blog or even putting together kits for them, which we're in the process of doing where the kids can stay busy. And so they're not being overwhelmed by all of what's going on. And so we still, as LTNT, are still with your children and we're still providing that service for both the parent and the child. That's excellent. So well, in your opinion, what kind of qualities should a person have to be successful in their business? And, and I, you know, I, I didn't hear you, I'm sorry. What kind of qualities do you think people have to be successful in their business and or career? I think you have to be open to growing. I think you have to be open to learning. That's something that I enjoy. You know, like I never think that I know everything and I don't think that I'm above learning more or doing more. So right. I need to always be in the know. I need to know what's the trend. What are people looking for? What do the kids enjoy? What do the, the clients want? What do the venues want? You know, in terms of safety, what's something that I need to think about? Are there better products or safer, um, you know, equipment that I need to be looking into? Are there green supplies that I need to be looking into? I have to always teach myself more and, and be open to it. So I think the right. only way to be successful is to just be open to learning more and understanding that 
you're not done. <laughs> as long as you want your business right. to continue to grow, you have to be willing to grow as well. And that's that difference. And that's why I did use that mindset for the, for the top of the show. That's the difference between that fixed mindset and that growth mindset where in a fixed mindset, you believe this is as far as my company could go. This is as much as I could give and there's no room for growth. But with a growth mindset, you continue to evolve, you continue to learn, continue to fail and learn and make mistakes and keep going further. So great, uh, great, great advice there, Simone. I really appreciate that. So we ask this of all our guests. Mm -hmm. What do you wish you had known before now that when, before becoming an entrepreneur, when you get out, what is that one piece of advice that you wish you knew? Um, wow, that's a good question. I think the one thing that I wish I had known was to not devalue my business. That's something. Bing, bing, bing. Oh, that would have been <laughs> one of those mic drop, drop. <laughs> I would have had one of those sounds. It's so huge. You know what? You start off, you start off your business wanting everybody to like you and come to you. And so then yeah. you cater to that. And then you, you know, people will manipulate and play you. And then in the process, right. you're not growing, you're not making any money, you're not really making a name for yourself, and you're not standing out amongst the competition. So right. I think when I went into it, I did a lot of community events because I was reading things and, you know, they said, oh, you need to do some free, um, free jobs and volunteer. And, but then it's like, okay, at what point do you stop giving away right. free stuff? <laughs> right. You know? And so that was, that was a definite struggle for me. And I must say, I've met some, I've met some, you know, pretty questionable people along the way, but I've met some really, really good people along the way who've shared information and one person um she was another event sitter that I met online ironically um she said to me one day let's let's look at let's swap notes right you show me your prices and contract I'll show you mine and let's let's build let's see how we can help each other out and she looked at my prices and my contract and she said what are you doing <laughs> she nearly hit the floor like what <laughs> she said, and, and when I tell you Marsha She's like my business bestie till this day. You know, we've, we've right. met, I think, once. She lives in Texas. But I will never, ever, ever forget that piece of inf that information because she didn't have to tell me that. You know, right. I could be working in her state and she could be working in mine and we, we technically could be each other's competition. But she literally said, you're, you're leaving money on the table. Like, what are you doing? And yeah. so I revised so much of my business and I rebranded, I changed my logo, I changed my website, I changed a lot about my business because she said, you need to now show up and, and people need to know that if they want your service, they need to pay for it because you bring something that no one else brings to the table. You bring a certain quality that no one else brings. And so I wish I had known that in the beginning, Right. but it, took, it definitely took time. Because so many women often say that that is the one thing that they wish they didn't spend so much time um, or that one lesson that they wish they didn't spend so much time having to learn, having to learn our value. And so many of us are coming 
corporate space, many, especially us women of color, were, were raised to be humble. And yet humble doesn't mean not to value yourself. And so we right. kind of lose in between that line of being humble, but knowing your worth. Right. And so luckily there are places like the Her Sweet Spot experience that are hopefully filling in those voids for people and really um, pushing us out there, listening to stories like yours and hopefully new, new and aspiring entrepreneurs are listening and they get to not make that same mistake very early on. I, I love going through price listing with my clients right. and I tear it apart. I love tearing it apart and just saying, you know, know your value. If you believe in yourself, there's no reason why you shouldn't request the, 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 the value of what you bring to the marketplace. Absolutely. Right? I, and, and I just wanted to add one more thing, um, because you mentioned at her sweet spot experience, I think that getting good information is so important. I feel like there's so much misinformation out there, and it's a blessing to have her sweet spot and Women on the Rise <laughs> that give you those resources to connect you with women who actually know what the heck they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I think it's so, you know, that's one of the reasons why I started this because I saw the fraud or the, 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 the misinformation. And the one thing that bugs me the most uh, about people that are out here being influencers and, and are sharing information are people that don't, give you information to allow you to decide. It's not my thing. You know, share information and allow the consumer, the listener, the reader to make their own determination. And one thing I don't like is when like people tell you this is the service or thing that you need to do and that is it. There is no other you know, thing out there. And, and that really is not true. It, not everything is for everyone until you find the thing that is for you. Right. Right. Uh, so what books are you reading? Books, podcasts, what inspires you? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? Okay. So I am a Lisa Nichols fan. So I read anything she writes <laughs> and I listen to her podcasts and her videos love her. Right now, I love reading, Lisa. Love, 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 love Lisa. <laughs> um, when I was driving back and forth to work, I would, you know, play something of hers in the car. But of course, now I'm in my car maybe once every two weeks. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> what I'm re reading right now, uh, Marie Forneo, Everything is Figure Outable. Everything is Figure Outable. I'm Everything gonna check that out. Yes. Love her. <laughs> Love her books. And I also follow her blogs and she does a lot of webinars. She's been doing a lot more, of course, since we've been, you know, um, in quarantine. And so she yeah. talks about, um, you know, mindset. She talks about self-care and just different things in her webinars. But in the book, it was basically where you think that you are at a standstill in your business. She teaches you how to get around that. And so you know, she helps you get out of your own way and figure things out. You know, we, we get stuck, right. we get stuck and we get scared. And so she, her book is basically helping you get around that and, and showing you that, nope, you can get out of any situation. You just have to tap into that part of you that accepts that, you know, there is, 
there is a light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. Yeah, that is excellent. I'm going to go check that out. I'm all about the audios lately. So I am going to go look her up on my audibles and add her to my audible playlist. Thank oh, you, you know what? And, and with her audio, she's very entertaining. <laughs> you need, okay. you need her voice in your ear. She's very entertaining. That is awesome. That's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to listen. I am currently working on um, It's About Damn Time by Arlene Hamilton, but I can't Ooh. wait to add that to my list. Anyway, Simone, we talk all day. You know we can. And, uh, yes. But right now... <laughs> I have to take a quick break so so we can get into some sponsor time. But we'll be right back with our In the News segment. Hang out and play with me a little later. All righty. Absolutely. I'm here. Uh, all right. We'll be back, guys. You're listening to Her Sweet Flat. You're listening to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Spot is an online community for women influencers, leaders, and small business owners that offer coaching, education, resources, and networking opportunities for those looking to start or grow a business. We are the go-to incubator for success-driven solo CEOs who need their own team of C-suite coaches. Here's where she will find her sweet spot in mindset, money, marketing, and media. To learn more, visit www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com. We are Her Sweet Spot Experience, your strategic partners for your business. It's been a pleasure talking to my special guest, Simone, one of the authors of the Soaring Beyond the Nine of Five anthology from the Women on the Rise uh, series. And today, Simone, our In the News segment is all about how to keep kids entertained at home mm-hmm. from uh, parents.com. So as you know, and as you're listening, as you guys are listening, we are in a COVID-19 world. We are recording in the midst of COVID, but yet this is going to go on for some time. So we're going to learn how, and we've been learning how to keep our kids entertained. I'm a single mom of one beautiful little boy, five years old, Joshua. And he is a handful. He wants to be entertained. He wants me to be mom, sister, brother, cousin, uh, a play, play friend, and everything all at once and teacher now. And so it's been difficult. It's been a stretch, but we're managing. Simone, let's talk about how to keep kids entertained at home, according to an article I found on parents.com. The first thing they say is to stretch their imagination. Kids who are passionate about playing make-believe are good at entertaining themselves, says Dr. Willard, according to the magazine. Children, He says, children aren't going to be able to toss a ball or ride their bike in every boring situation, but they'll always have their imagination. What do you say about that? I agree. I, I think that depending on where you live, like you said, uh-huh. the kids may not be able to toss around a ball. You know, we, we live in the city. Right. And, 
you know, some kids are fortunate enough to have a yard or to have, you know, a large space that they can still kind of go outside in a, in a private area. But there are a lot of kids who live in apartment buildings and they may not right. have that luxury. So parents have to be creative. I say use whatever you have in the household. You know, if you have some chalk, you know, and some paper, we can get creative with uh, some chalk. It wipes off the wall. If you want to even have them, you know, yeah, right on the wall and draw, it wipes right off. You know, so be oh, creative. Oh, Lord, that won't work for me, Simone. I'm, <laughs> I got OCD. I got, but the, the, you can buy the post-its. The post-its. You can. The large yeah, you can paper post yeah. yeah, you can buy the slate. But I mean, we can be creative. I love Pinterest and I love the Google. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My students hate what the I Google call it. That. Is but, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you there's so many different things that you you didn't realize you had right in your household. You know, that yeah. maybe finances don't allow for you to, you know, order some things from Amazon or there's no store near you. Take advantage of what's in your household. The one thing that paper I have bags. Done, you probably have paper bags in the house absolutely. from the supermarket. Use that. Cut that up. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, one thing that I did when we first went on quarantine, I mean, I don't have small children. My my youngest is 12. He'll be 13 tomorrow. Um, but what I said, you uh -huh. know what? Let's decorate all of our windows, right? So we took out right. construction paper. We couldn't do Easter egg hunts and go outside for Easter Sunday. So we laid out construction paper on the floor and we made signs to thank all the um, frontline workers. So right. that took up a whole day where it kept him busy. You know, we had fun because now we were thinking about someone else. It wasn't just about us, but we were able to be creative. So How let them do some that? artwork. Let them do some artwork, you know, find some things around the house. Another thing, allow your kids to help you around the house you know, allow them to help you cook. That's something Listen, that some, you guys go too far with that. You guys just <laughs> go too far with that for me because Joshua actually wants to do all of that. Oh. But I, I, I'm running a business. I'm working full time. I have a roster of clients that I do that I work with on a day to day basis. Right. And I have to homeschool now. And so when I have time, when I have to cook, it has to be fast. Yes. And working with the little ones, it can't be that fast. And then you have to correct all the mistakes that your little loved ones <laughs> are doing. So they say to me, help, let him help you clean. But then I have to mop up and clean up after him. <laughs> so this is what I'll tell work. you. This is what I'll tell you for the adult, the adult side of that, that conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself a break. Right. Who's, who's coming into the house? Nobody. Who's judging your house or your cooking? Nobody. It's just, it's just him. <laughs> so if he makes a mistake cooking or no, who's, who's going to know about it? No one. Listen, let me, let me tell you, I, I, it, for those who know me know that I have been um, an OCD person for a very long time and I have changed my ways since having my child. <laughs> growth, but growth. I must, I, I've grown. So, but I have to say that I have started to let the, let it go, right? Yeah. But with that, I also know myself and my, my, my creativity and my ability to, um, my, my space and how I personally work. It's important for me personally to work in a space that is organized and clean. And so 
I, I do find that when I, I let it go, because I, yeah. I had no choice. He's five, and I can't do this every day like I used to. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, it's sometimes I get to a point where, where I'm, when I'm stuck in my work and my creativity, and I look around me, and I said, it's because this place looks a mess. <laughs> and then I start going bananas, but that's a home. <laughs> to, to, to help you, you know, be able to be your best at work, you know, going back to keeping him busy, we just, like I said, look for things around the house. There's probably things in his hey, room, that, toys yeah. that he probably doesn't even take a look at, you know, maybe yeah. find some old school games or old school toys, or even say to him, listen, you know, um, we we can do like a game night or we can do such and such if you allow me you just play here you know work on this puzzle or work on this and then when i'm done then you and i will you know have a little game night or we'll you know we'll we'll do something together so that it he knows he's going to have some fun and then that gives him something yeah. to look forward to later on yeah doesn't work on my child because he still wa- he wants to do the he wants to do adult things but I, I'm he's slowly learning anyway that leads me right into the next thing on the mm-hmm. list of how to keep kids entertained at home according to an article we found on parents.com is reward playing alone you just you just led me right into it right the right. article says at school your child has 20 or so possible playmates and at home he may be by himself or just with, you know, a sibling. And in my case, he's alone. Making yeah. that tough adjustment is often a reason why he resorts to the B word, which is boredom, mm-hmm. uh, to head off the problem. Build a time for your child to hang out solo, doing a puzzle, building a fort with Legos, and looking through picture books um, are great activities for kids around that age, around his age. So. I think that is great advice that you you do share inside with parents.com. The next thing on the list, mm-hmm. so sorry. So the next thing on the list is think outside the toy box. Uh, the article says, and the author writes, when Patrick's boredom escalated after kindergarten graduation last summer, I would defensively respond, look at all these toys you have in your room. Why don't you play with one of them? And the problem is, the author writes, experts say that when kids are feeling bored, a tech deck or a Barbie won't perk them up. They're craving something unique to play with. So that was something when I read it, I thought was super um, wise and, and informative for me because I would say the same thing. Like, you're so ungrateful. Look at all of the things you have here. Right. Bored. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you say about that? Um, it's true, you know, and I think that we're all guilty of that. You know, our kids have so many things in a toy chest. I don't <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that. And then you look at it and it's like, what? How could you possibly be bored? You know, there's there's so many yeah. things here. Yeah. But this the, I think the same thing that we do with ingredients that we buy from the supermarket, we don't make the same yeah. meal twenty times. We change it up. We need right. to do the exact same thing with that's the so toy. true. You know, great, so great, great analogy. That's really true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just have to um, change it up. So maybe kind of go into the toy box with them, you know, and take out some things that I, I love the idea of building the fort with the Legos, but I'll take it a yeah. step further. You have sheets, you have things in the, in the room, let him build a tent, let him build his own fort, 
you know, in his room or in the hallway or, you know, wherever you have the space. He's going to look at these items totally different. Yes. Uh, my son has done it all. Um, yeah. uh, and and he, he washes his, he likes to wash his bike and his motorcycle because he thinks he's like cool, like his cousin or my, my cousin and his, his uncle because they wash their cars now because there's just no, there's no cars, um, cart washing place open. Cause, cause, so it's like, he does it all. So the last thing on the list before we have to let you go is focus on creativity. It's mm -hmm. okay to suggest a solution for kids when they're bored, especially if it's at least 10 or 15 minutes and they haven't been able to come up with something on their own. The, but the most common distraction, turning on TV show, picking a movie on Hulu, or even handing over an iPhone, teach your children to expect instant gratification. In the short term, they will likely keep uh, your kid occupied for a while. So I think what this is saying is, like, let them be bored so that yeah. when they get the electronics, they're like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> right. And it's difficult because we're in that age where, you know, kids always have gadgets in hand, you know, right. and our, our, we both have boys. My son is older, so he definitely has a phone in hand. And sometimes I have to remind him that, you know, it's okay to not have it in the palm of your hand all the time. You're in Zoom right. classes all day. And then as soon as school is over, you jump on the cell phone. So you didn't really have a break <laughs> from right. screen time. You just went from a bigger one to a smaller one. Right, you know, right. So, so no, I think that's, that's perfect advice. It's difficult. You know, it's difficult and you, you get stressed out as the parent and you don't want to deal with the, the whining and the crying from the child, but you, it's something that you do have to do. Like they have to remove that from their hand, remove the, the computer or the Absolutely. TV and let them figure it out. You know, so you'll a reward, reward item. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So Mo, I can't believe it. Our time is up. Oh, I this was fun. Have, <laughs> this was fun. It was so great talking to you today. If you guys share with everyone who's listening before you have to go, I want to know how and where the folks can find you, your website and your social media. Okay. Um, so the website address is Lil, L-I-L, not the word little, Lil Tux and Tiara's Event Sitter dot com. We're also on Instagram at LTNT Event Sitter NYC as well as on Facebook. All right, guys. You guys can go out on to those social platforms, connect with Simone, get to know more about her and the and the things that she offer. But you know at the end of our show, you know how I like to end each show by letting you know until next time, remember, when we empower each other, we all rise. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Make sure to visit our website, www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com, where you can become a member of our growing community and get great content for your life and business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are your strategic partners to grow your business.